1: Phillips to Charteris to out tackled by Zarzewski on the 22.
0: This is Phillips, he's going to score a try!
1: Welcome to the Attacking Scrum Rugby World Cup podcast where Welsh rugby matters. Wales finally get their campaign underway and it's a bonus point victory over Georgia. But not everyone He's delighted with the performance as Wales labour through the second half. Joining me to look at what that performance means and to have a look ahead to the game against Australia, it's our regular co-host, Dan Killick. How you doing, Dan?
0: Very good, Jed. Thanks. And um, yeah, let's get this out there fairly early. I'm uh, pretty pleased with how today went. Well, this is it.
1: You... You're pretty pleased, I'm pretty pleased, but there's plenty of people out there on social media who weren't especially happy. I think particularly with that that second half performance. Is there any kind of is it a valid complaint from people that that Wales weren't at the races at the start of the second half?
0: I don't think really, because we'd we'd won the game with a bonus point win in the first half and Mm. they're always they're tricky games, aren't they? You just gotta get that first game out of the way. We know we needed a bonus point win, which we'd which we'd done in the first half, um, and you know a lot of if you you know England England struggled, didn't they, against Tonga, and they've had some cricket scores against them.
1: Well, I that's think, true. I mean, we, you, you know, know, if you <laughs> look back, we were at that game we were at that game in November yeah. when Wales seconds put a cricket score on Tonga, and you know, I, to be fair, to, I, I think that. That is, it's it's a very similar comparison, the game that England played against Tonga, because Tonga came out and I thought they gave a much better account of themselves than I was anticipating. And I think the second half, Georgia did that too. They were caught cold to start with. And then they came out the second half playing for some pride. Wales had taken their foot off the pedal. That, I think, is, is the overall headline of the game. Wales won it in the first half, as you said. Bit of a, a slip and failed to to get back into that rhythm in the second half. Let Tonga back in the game, but ultimately never looked like losing it. And and it was a pretty big score.
0: Yeah, we were we were we were comfortable, weren't we? I know we dropped, we fell off the pace, and we lost our way and lost our direction in the second half. But we we done it was job done by that point And I think we just switched off. So I'm I'm pleased, very pleased actually. Um, there's, I'm certainly not going to be you know not going to be criticizing anyone at all. For that, it's a it's a good great start, and um, yeah, I think Gatland and, and and all the coaching staff and players will be will be delighted tonight. Let's stick with the coaching staff. Obviously, we
1: mentioned on this morning's podcast that we kind of dealt with the fallout of the the Rob Howley scenario. Did you you know Did you see any kind of remnants of anything that had that suggested that that, that camp is you know that it's had any effect on on the way Wales play the game? No,
0: I think the the team, you know, the, the team know the way in which we, you know, we'll we'll know, we, you know, we knew and have known how we want to play in the, in this World Cup for for probably the last sort of eight to ten months, Or you know, maybe maybe a lot longer than that. So, uh, you know, it's it. I think I think we'll be we'll be we'll be pretty fine. It's just it's just takes the mind. The guys would have had to just reset a little bit, wouldn't they, with the news? But other than that, and that will be will be all right. One of the
1: criticisms that's been levelled at Wales by a, a kind of a few sections of fans on social media is the kind of the breakdown and a lot of players being isolated and Georgia then you know produced quite a lot of turnovers. You know we saw what Fiji did to Australia at the weekend. Do you think it's an area of concern for Wales?
0: Um, I think when we when we fully when we fully concentrate we can um, and we're fully switched on is something that we know we're capable of doing. So I don't, it's not an issue. I think, you know, something like the, you know, if we, we've had issues in the scrum, haven't we? Mm. And, you know, we rectified that in the first half and, you know, our line out at times as well has been wavered and, and we, you know, the line out went very well. So, uh, so the breakdown is not a concern for me. Yeah. It didn't go well. You know, it didn't go well today as a collective unit. So I think it's, it's not solely down to the back row. Um, but, we can sort that out very, 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 very easily. It's just it just didn't happen today. I think the the importance of these
1: kind of games. You know, it's it's not a potential banana skin because you never expect Wales to lose to Georgia, but it's they're tricky games. You know, really tricky Georgia, games. Yeah. Georgia will be coming out, and for them, it's it's almost a cup final. You know, the chance to to prove themselves against top class opposition is a really big kind of motivating factor, and you can't get you can't click absolutely everything. You know, if we'd gone out there and put 100 points on them, I'm not sure we'd have learned a huge amount more. And for me, it is just about exactly like you said, get out there, get the win, get the bonus point. We've done that. We've done that with 40 minutes to spare. And from there on in, you know, there's a couple of things that I think Sean Edwards will be disappointed with. I'm, You know, we know how much pride they take in the defence. So the fact that the line was breached twice, I think will be something that they'll be, they'll be disappointed with, and there will be a, you know, there will be a, a look
0: at that throughout training this week. Yeah. But I don't those, think that's yeah. a bad thing, Jed, to be no, honest. I, that, I agree. That, that those things have happened. They were, they brought, they brought big physical game, didn't they? We would have, we knew, you know, the guys will know they were in a match. Yeah, we le- we leaked a couple of tries, but I, I think we'll, there's stuff to learn, and we just quietly move on. Um It was a, it was a game, wasn't it? It was a full-on game, and, you know a lot a lot went well we we've got to remember as well that we don't want to show everything mm. we we worked you know we said um uh in the podcast after the you know after the warm up games that we were you know we felt we were holding quite a bit back we you know i was i, m- I remember mentioning that i I wanted to see you know george north and adams taking those inside balls mm. and we saw that today but that's that was that was all we needed to do really to actually to actually uh unravel georgia we you know that we've shown a little bit, but they were just base it was quite basic wasn't it inside inside balls and flat passes which which caught their de- caught their defense out and we you know as a as a coaching team and and all the senior players they they obviously identified that and it worked so the game plan was the game plan was was pretty much spot on to get that bonus point right. Um, It looked, it looked as though they'd
1: done their homework. I think particularly if you look at that inside ball off the back of the line out, it looked as though it was something that Wales had identified before the game and said, right, there's going to be an opportunity to, to create, to create some chances by doing this. And
0: it, you know, it it was almost almost too easy for them. Yeah, we've been looking at that on the, on the whiteboard, haven't we? Um, Mm. you know, beforehand, I'd say, and it worked really well. Um, so yeah, good. And uh, <laughs> how
1: good was Tipperick? Well, this is going to lead me on to the next point, <laughs> really. Back row, we discussed it with Craig in the earlier podcast from this week. Is there a selection that, dilemma there for Gatland, or was that the starting three that that played today? Is that going to be the same lineup against Australia?
0: I feel that's going to be the starting lineup do against you? Australia. Yeah, yeah, I do. I can see that being the starting lineup with um, with Moriarty on the bench. Yeah, what do you think? More and more, I think
1: about it. I think that is going to be the like the starting lineup. I, you know, we said I said yesterday with Craig that I think Moriarty kind of had to come on and have a really big game to try and win that jersey back. And Tipperick was superb. He had the big game that he kind of needed. Wainwright has been the informed flanker across the summer and again had a, a put in a good display once again and navidi while you know perhaps wasn't spectacular as, as some of the other performances we've seen you know he he proved what he's capable of doing particularly in slowing the ball down and uh, getting over the top of it and you know his tackling i so thought he did a job today. On the line, he did it you know is another solid incredible performance and you, you know you you simply can't leave navidi out across the past 12 months he has been the the most solid player in the back row. Wainwright's the most in form. And I think then it kind of comes down to a shootout between Tipperick and Moriarty. And Tipperick had the, that game today that uh, that we really wanted him to do. Plus, you, it then means you've got kind of two fetches in the back row to to stifle Australia at the breakdown. And we're going to need to do that because if they get
0: quick ball, we know what they're capable of doing with it. Yeah, that's why I feel that um, we'll, we'll go with Tipperick. <clears throat> Wainwright and, uh, and Navidi is because of the, the you know the Pocock and Hooper. Mm. We 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 need you know Moriarty. When was the last time you saw Moriarty with a turnover? It's not it's not his game, is it? To be fair yeah. to it's not what he does. And but you could argue on the counter to that that Wainwright you, n-
1: you nullify you nullify Hooper and Pocock by having big players who can who can clear out someone like Moriarty. You know smashes through smashes through the rucks and and frees up that ball because. You know, on the one hand, they're going to pose a threat when we've got the ball, but likewise, you want to be doing the same thing to them and slowing it down. So it's yeah, it's then, a tricky one to see which which way round you you prioritize it.
0: I think they I think they've looked at the effectiveness of Moriarty on the on the clear out, and he does whilst he does put in some some big big you know bone shattering hits. Mm. I think the overall work rate of those three is very very hard to beat and. In this Australia game, I think it's always the same, isn't it? But that back row, we've got to win that back row. We've got to win the ball. And I think those three guys are the guys to do it. Um, And then it's going to, they're going to have to, the scrum half is going to be so, so important in this Australia game.
1: Yeah, it is. And what about the scrum halves then? We we had a good glimpse at, at both of those players today. And I think we saw, I think we. I think both of them gave a good account of themselves and showed their respective strengths.
0: Would you agree with that? Yeah, I would. I think I thought they both. <clears throat> they both played well. Um, it was. Uh, it was a good run out for the two of them, wasn't it? I thought Gareth. Gareth did well, and Thomas. Thomas looked sharp as well. So, it's probably yes. It's, it's a good position for us to be in in the, in the scrum. Ask. It gives us a little bit more confidence, doesn't it? And a big part of. Uh, um, this game coming up now and, and, and the fortunes I think will depend on who they play at Scrum off because I thought Genya played very, very well. I know Craig mentioned it, didn't mm-hmm. he, this morning. I thought he was, he was the difference to be honest. Um, he, he just does everything right and, um, I hope he doesn't start <laughs> really. Yeah, I, I feel exactly the same about that. They
1: looked like they had some real impetus when Genya came off the bench and it wasn't just the things that you expect Genya to be doing the, you know, the threat in attack, there was some very shrewd kicking that, some that helped kicking, gain, yeah that came that helped them gain some territory and, and they caused a lot of problems off the driving line out, which, you know, is is ultimately how they kind of scored their tries and won the game. So yeah, he I agree with that. He's he's absolutely got anything and, and I I'd rather he, he came off the bench than than started against us.
0: Yes, yeah, certainly. Yeah, it did. I thought I thought um Big played well today as well. Not not a lot of people talking about about Bigger but mm. um, I thought it was a really you know he really grabbed he really grabbed the game and did the simple things well he obviously took that, that, that knock as well didn't he before the game you would never have known yeah. when he winced when Liam Williams uh, uh head sort of
1: caught it you know. well and, uh, yeah, and perhaps when he rattled the post with a with a conversion from straight in front of the post which is not something you yeah. you ever expect from Dan Bigger he was relaxed at least wasn't he I suppose so yeah (laughs) yeah with the backs in mind what did you make of the the overall creativity that
0: that Wales showed in the back line? yeah I thought we looked we looked sharp we looked dangerous I think we're going to cause we're going to cause some teams some issues you know out wide um we should have used I think we did get drawn into a bit of a uh, you know, a, a tug of war and an arm wrestle with, with the Georgians for quite a large part of the second half, which if we just managed to shift the ball out wide, we looked like, <laughs> we look like we would have scored, you know, we would have scored a few more tries, wouldn't we? But I don't think that's necessarily a bad thing in the grand, in the, in the grand scheme of things, because the forwards had a good, uh, a good hit out. And, you know, the backs, you know, the backs had to sort of adjust a little bit as well. But, if we could have got the ball whipped away out wide, I think there would have been a few more tries in us there. What do you reckon?
1: Yeah, I, I, it's really difficult because I thought in the first half we did that well. You know, obviously we cut them open a number of times, scored tries very early on. Were, we were finding space very, very easily. And I think just the scrappy nature of the, the second half, particularly at the start, meant that we did kind of get dragged into an arm wrestle and that made it it made it a lot less fluid. So yeah, I think there, you know, I think there is space. There there perhaps was a bit more opportunity to exploit that space today. I don't think we're going to be getting anything like that against Australia. And the key thing is going to be taking those opportunities when we get them, because you're not going to get as many just by the the nature of the, the step up in class. So when we do get those opportunities on Sunday, we're going to have to make sure that we that we make them count. But from a morale boosting point of view, it's good to see the wingers cross. It's good to see Foxy cross that I think will, will help, you know, them, them opening their accounts. We want those players to, to be cross, crossing the whitewash when it matters. So all in all, I think the backs will be pretty pleased with, with how they went
0: today. A good few tries in there as well. haven't we? when we struggled that we struggled for tries, you know, particularly of late. Mm. So yeah, there's plenty, plenty of, of, uh, positives there. Scrum after went well, bigger went well. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I, th- I think the, the main thing I've, I've taken out of the game was there, there was a step up in intensity in that first half. I think Wales came out and showed a bit of what we're capable of doing. And and if we're going to go far in this World Cup, it is going to come down to being able to take it to the intense levels that, that we know they're able to do, like they did in 2011 like they did in that game against England in 2015. That's the level you're going to have to take it to and I think that has to start this Sunday. So it was good to see good to see a glimpse of that, you know, some real intent and that's the that's the kind of thing that we we're going to have to do against Australia if we're going to stand any chance of beating them.
0: Yeah. It's interesting the way you said there, you know, we showed we showed glimpses but do you think part of that was deliberate as well though? But we don't want to show everything because I, I think we are holding. You keep saying this. I'm not entirely sure there's a, there's a,
1: a huge amount that, that's being held back. I, I think in it's the, more in about the age of the analysis. And- yeah. But maybe look, maybe there's, there's one or two, there's one or two moves that we're, that we're keeping up our sleeves. But you know what it's like? You get, you'll get one crack at doing them on, on Sunday. Yeah. And if if it doesn't come off, then then that's it because people will be aware of it next time, even even within the same game. So yeah. I, I yeah, don't we, feel like we're keeping a huge amount back. I think there's a few nice things, a bit like we saw today with the move off the back of the line out. Hopefully yeah. there's something that they've they particularly researched when it comes to Australia that we'll be able to exploit. But I don't see it as being, you know, we're going to see a huge amount of, of throwing the ball around And there being this, you know, this, this strike move that would unlock any defense in the world. Hopefully there's a few things, but yeah, I, I I think it's more about intensity than it is about, I I don't think I can't, I don't think we can expect our backs to come out and start throwing it around like Fiji. I think that's going to be, you know, there might be one or two strike moves that we haven't seen yet, but it's going to be about the intensity
0: of the collisions it's going to be a barrier. Yeah, if we can win it. those. Yeah. That's, that's what it's going to come down to. I think in, on the creativity side as well, I, I really do feel that Tipperick, if we can give him this, uh, he, he, was almost given like a, like a drift in role in football, mm. wasn't he? Where you can, you can just, you can just roam, roam and go wherever he wants. Um, and with, with the work rate of Wainwright and then the work rate of, uh, of Navidi as well, I just think that, it could actually be the one that causes, causes the Australians quite a bit of damage out wide when they're like, how, you know, because he is almost indefendable, isn't he? The way he, the way he reads like what lines to run and whether to pop the ball inside or outside. He he, he just gets it right almost like, like Jonathan Davis does, Mm. isn't he? He finishes off the pass literally 9.9 times out of 10. I mean, Um, you know, you know, I'm a big fan of, I'm a big fan of
1: Tipperick, but I think we're in a bit of, we're potentially in a, it's a real bonus what he's able to do as a link-up man. I think that's, yeah, it's fantastic. What he's got to get right on Saturday has to be that work over the ball, which I think is an underrated facet of his game. I think he adds so much more than the flash touches, but it's, I think it's going to be more important that he's, that he's in there slowing ball down, turning some stuff over, pinching the odd line out, making tackle after tackle after tackle. That's where I think we're gonna we're gonna need Justin Tipperick to be to be at his absolute best because as we said earlier you won't get that same amount of space against Australia so you know look he's he's done it against against England in that that big game in 2013 we know he can do it against top class opposition with the ball in hand this I think it's got to be an all round performance from him I would
0: say. Yeah, I just think we need to, we need to actually see him though in, you know, at times in those wider channels as well, because that's for me where he, uh, you know, where, where we see, he's just, yeah, he's just so hard to, he's so hard to defend, and we've got to score tries against Australia as well. There's, there's going to be a number of tries scored, and, and he, he, I think he's the one that, uh, that could definitely assist us there. But yeah, he's got to, he's got to do the, he's got to do the, the, well, I suppose the hard work then, mm. if we, if we call it that first. But are we a little bit, you know,
1: are we in a little bit of trouble if we're relying on our seven to be our
0: main source of creativity? No, I think we're blessed. I think we're lucky. You know, we're lucky to have him. He's, he can, and he, and he can do everything. He's not somebody that is just, um, you know, he's just someone that's good in a, in a, in a seven-star game. He's, he's, huge. he's really powerful, isn't he? And, you know, never misses, very, very rarely misses a tackle. And, He's deceptively strong and over the ball, he's difficult as well. So he's just a, he's just a complete footballer and I think that we, um, you know, hopefully, hopefully he'll, uh, he'll bring his very best game on, on Saturday, which I think he's going to have to if we are going to beat Australia because it's going to be one hell of a, hell of a tight game, isn't it? Well, we're going to preview that game and we're going to have a look ahead to it
1: after this very, very short break.
0: I'm Ben John, and you're listening
1: to the Attack and Scrum podcast. Right then, Dan, if we're happy enough with that performance, or at least you and I are, let's look ahead to the Australia game now. Obviously, we've touched on a few of those points in the first half of the show, but let's start with selection and with a bit of, I guess, injury news update. So one of the big things that I think everyone was fearing from that first game is is potential injuries. Hadley Parks has picked up a, a small fracture. We think the initial news seems to suggest that it's not going to be enough to keep him out of contention. I think Ken Owens is having a precautionary scan on his knee, but again, hopefully that's, that's not going to keep him out of contention. More worrying news is that it's do or die for Corey Hill tomorrow. The, or in fact today as, as you will be listening to this, we're going to know then what what the situation with him is, and whether or not he's going to be he's going to feature in the rest of this World Cup. That's a that said, it's you know it's a, it's a pretty good situation to be in injury wise. Anything you'd be tempted to do by way of uh, by way of the the lineup? Do you think that's going to be the lineup that we saw? We've already touched on the back row. Yeah,
0: a, I can't you, see. I can't see on. there be any uh, yeah. I can't see there be any changes there to the to the starting fifteen. Can you?
1: No, I'm not sure that I'm not sure that there will be. To be honest, I think that you know, when Jones has picked on his scrummaging and he did a he gave a good account of himself there. He did to, do very did well. Yeah. I think the fact that that first that first big scrummage where we that really kind of sent sent out a message. Yeah. That uh, that this unit is is more than handy is more than capable enough of handling itself in the tights and that will, that will have definitely been pleasing. So I think that that, that front row starts providing that, that Owens comes through the, the scan. I think, you know, Jake Ball picked up man of the match. I, I thought he, you know, I thought he played well. Uh, if I'm honest, I, I'm with you. I'd have given that to Tipperick, but nonetheless, I, I don't think they're going to. He did have a fine game though, didn't he? Yeah, he did have a fine game and, you know, no one else is. No one else is fit, so he, he'll definitely start along with Alan wynne Jones. And then, as we said, at the back row, I expect to say the same. Yeah, really can't, can't see any changes in the backs either, can you?
0: Can't see any changes in the backs, no. Just on the Jake Ball thing, I think the is important in the scrum as well, yeah. That's a great show. You know, he really does, really does add that sort of low weight to the, to the scrum. And, um, yeah, it's really, it's pleasing, isn't it, to, to see Jake Ball going well because, I don't know, I was, just, uh, I was just thinking today of how incredible Charteris was mm. in the uh, in the last World Cup and what we could do with him being back, couldn't we, but um, moving on pretty quickly.
1: <laughs> yeah, um, well, I, I suppose, you know, <laughs> I, I won't be expecting Luke Charteris to fly out as a replacement <laughs> if Corey Hill doesn't make it, but I suppose the next cab off the rank is, is Bradley Davis, who was the, the lock who was dropped from the, the training squad. Obviously brings with him a lot of experience, but Based on the game against Ireland, he, he kind of needs to recover
0: his best form if he's going to feature. Yeah, he does. He he was he was a little off the pace, wasn't? He? Loads of experience, as you said, but yeah, um, it would be a it'd be a, a big blow, won't it? A big blow if he um if he uh, if he doesn't if Corey Hill doesn't pull through and it doesn't sound good, does it? Really?
1: No, it doesn't. And it's it's been such a big gamble you know taking him out there having not played any rugby since since March and you really want him to be able to make it because we know what he's capable of but yeah if he he doesn't make it it's it's not been the it's not been the best it's not been the best selection and yeah I I suppose you 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 can't really rely on Aaron Shingler to be to be covering the second row as a no. As his full-time position because he really is a back row forward. So uh, I don't think there's any, any choice other than, than flying Bradley Davis out there. And like we said, he brings with him a lot of experience and you'd only hope that if he, if he does feature, he brings that, he brings, you know, something that's much closer to his, to his best performances than we saw across the summer. So, you know, that, that is a potential selection headache for, well, not even so much a selection headache, just a, a problem with the squad that Gatland will have to face if
0: Corey Hill isn't fit. Yeah, agreed. So, question for you. Yeah, I think the uh, uh, the, the main question is the bench mm. for okay. this game. What do you do? I think Elliot D picks
1: himself, and I think Nicky Smith and Dylan Lewis probably do as well. There was more problems on the scrum when that front row was on. I would suggest, but you expected I, that though, did you? Yeah, I think so. It does raise the question, wouldn't it be nice a, to bring some experience like Rob yes. Evans off the
0: bench? Yeah. Strange to sort of expect that, but I mm. think... Well, I did. I thought I had a feeling we'd struggle as probably you know, did a lot of the Welsh public, really.
1: Yeah, you know, the, the two players the, the two props are terrific around the park and can turn ball over like back row forwards but scrummaging isn't the strongest facet of their game, so... It's gonna be really interesting because you're gonna you know, it's it's a twenty three man game now and
0: you're gonna to have to use all of your bench. Could that help against Australia though, if if you know, we've got two two guys coming off the bench that can turn over ball? And and they do turn over ball mm. regularly. Is there a you know, is there a, a
1: call to perhaps start Nicky Smith, would you say? Because again, just playing devil's advocate here just because it gives you that that option in, in slowing ball down uh, which which we'd probably both agree is pretty crucial and then knowing that you're going to you're going to shore up the scrum when win jones comes on because you could have 50 minutes without a scrum but
0: i think there's potentially a case if moriarty started but not with the, not with the, yeah. the, the, the back row we've discussed so i wouldn't change it at all i'd definitely start with win jones and then and then have uh have nicky and uh and dylan coming off mm-hmm. the bench, and I'd, I think that could work nicely actually against, against Australia. And then in terms of second row cover,
1: if we're expecting Corey Hill not to make it, Adam Beard should be available for selection. We, you know, we were, as we were told kind of as per the injury update last week, if that is the case, I would go Adam Beard on the bench just because he is a specialist rather than having Shingler cover it because you never know what, you know, Jake Ball picked up a, Picked up a knock in the first ten minutes. I think it's a mighty tall ask for Shingler to come on and do seventy minutes in the second row against a top-class side
0: like Australia. So for me, I yeah, just we can't, can't be risk a specialist on on the bench. I'm with you. We can't risk putting. Uh, we can't risk that, can we? We've got to have an out-and-out second row on the bench.
1: Moriarty on the bench again.
0: Moriarty on the bench, yeah, which probably, which means that Shingler misses out, doesn't he? Yeah, which is yeah, which is unfortunate, but.
1: Yeah. I'm sure he will feature again later on in the tournament. Yeah. Thomas Williams, Reese Patchell, yes. both, both there for me. Yeah, agreed. And do you know what? I think I'm going half penny as well. How do you think he played? Not brilliant, actually. I thought he tried to do a bit too much. I thought that, you know, it was, it was a tricky game and perhaps it was probably time for a bit of up and under and I almost felt like he was trying a bit too hard to make a break and be the half penny of twenty eleven rather than just yeah. kind of shoring things up
0: a little bit. But I still go with him off the bench. Anyone that you think's close to close to the you're close to picking over half penny? I mean
1: Watkins is probably the only other shot, isn't he? And I I don't think that he is I don't think he's, he's particularly ahead of him. You know, otherwise could you go Amos don't so know for me i wouldn't i wouldn't be looking at either of those ahead of half penny at the moment. How about you
0: it's very very difficult to move off half penny isn't it mm. um but there is part of me does part of me wants to wants to say walking mm. um I think this cent the the centers are going to be really important in this game aren't they um with Hadley picking up a little knock as well. Yeah, that might be something that perhaps could forces t-
1: Gallon's hand a little bit. If, he, yeah. if he's a little bit concerned that he could pick up a knock on the same hand and 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 be injured, because actually, realistically, then if Halfpenny's on the bench, North has to move to the centre, Halfpenny to fullback, yeah. Liam to the wing. So that is that is you know potentially something to to bear in mind. I just and think if yeah, we, it, you kind of also you don't necessarily think of Halfpenny as a as a player who comes off the bench. I suppose a little bit like we said about bigger at the start of the Six Nations, but he does offer a really, a reassuring presence when he comes off the bench. You know, brings with him a huge amount of experience and he doesn't make many errors. Yeah, it'd be, a, it'd be
0: a huge call to not have half pen at the bench, but I, I don't know, part of me, which is it's a difficult one for me because, you know, I, I, I I'm i usually, he's there every, he'd be there all the time for me, yeah. but I don't know. There's something, there's something there that's making me, making me want walking on the bench. Um, alright. Then we about? are, we are exposed then, aren't we? If, uh, if we take a knock to Liam Williams, you know, Well, exactly, should, yeah. You
1: you know, what do you do then? And, if, if Liam, well, Williams, Josh, if Liam Williams picks up a knock, you then bring on half penny on the wing and, uh, sorry, no, uh, not Halfpenny, you bring Watkin on on the wing
0: and then move Josh Adams to fullback. Yeah, Josh Adams would have to move to full-back, wouldn't he? Yeah, yeah. Or you Which bring, against Australia, is, is a, or you, yeah, bring Patrick, you bring Patrick? You bring on as fullback, don't you? Of course, yeah. 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 So actually, yeah. yeah. So that does, yeah. That 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 could be nice. I'd go walk in and actually, how would you you do. you think of? Uh, yeah. Okay. I think I'd be, I think I'd be inclined to go half penny just for the the
1: magnitude of the game. Someone with his experience coming off the bench will be, you know, I think. Yeah. Imagine it if you know if we're if we're leading by four points. Late on in the game, and Halfpenny comes off comes off the bench. You know they're they're trying the old hail mary up and unders. Halfpenny's underneath them, or you know you want someone to make a tackle with his head in the wrong this position. A great claim. Halfpenny's half the, half the man. He's selling it. Halfpenny's the man today. I'm sold. It's just experience to me. I think that's what I think that's what that's what he brings. And and what can is still finding his feet at international level. He's not really he's not really made made that shirt his own. This could which, be the game though, Jeff. Could be the game for him. It could be. Look, and if Gatlin thinks he's good enough to do it, he'll do it. I just think if he, if he was thinking that way, he'd have, he'd have picked him on the bench for the Georgia game rather than, rather than the Australia game. So I expect to see halfpenny on the bench. I'd probably do the same.
0: Mm.
1: Oh, decisions. It's getting exciting now. It is getting exciting. What's your gut telling you about
0: how the game's going to go? Oh, I, it's too. It's so hard. This one, isn't it? It really is. We can't. We can't lose this one, can we? Because that Fiji game then is. Uh, I, I think this is
1: almost a quarter final. I really do think. If Wales are going to go, if Wales are going to get to get to a semi final, or potentially beyond, I think they have to win this game. From a number we'll of points of view. Last and, win. Well, that's what, that's what we want. You know, I think from, from a number of points of view, from the mentality point of view of beating top class opposition away from home, that would be a, a massive boost. It then would open up a favorable draw because you would probably say that it's likely to be Argentina or... In terms or of front, the route. In terms of the yeah. route. And then, you know, really, both of those sides, both of those sides look beatable. And then it's, you know, then you're into a, then you're into a semi-final against, uh, who knows, Ireland or South Africa. And it all, it all becomes very, very real then. And, and so I don't know, I think you have to be treating it as a, as a quarter final really. I think yeah, we'll be... start
0: thinking of how, how can we get over
1: to Japan on a shoestring budget? Well, yeah, that's it. If there is anyone out there who wants to, who wants to sponsor <laughs> a trip for us to get over there and bring you some top class podcasts or in fact, not top class podcasts, we'll bring, we'll bring you any kind of podcast you want if you're, uh, if you're able to send us out there. But it does start to get very, very exciting now. And these games, I don't know. Do you, do you like the fact that they're early in the morning because
0: you haven't got to wait around all day for it? Um, if I, could, I prefer them to be later. Actually, I know yeah. you, you. You're quite happy with them, aren't I you? Love but them, I, either, I like right? the build-up. Actually, um, it's always a bit tricky trying to work out where to watch them. And no, I prefer them being a bit later. I like the build-up. All right,
1: last um last couple of questions then. 6-day turnaround for Wales rather than a you know an 8-day turnaround for Australia. Do you think that will that give Australia a significant advantage or is it counteracted by the fact that they'll have had a, a tougher game against Fiji than Wales had against Georgia?
0: Uh, it's, it's an advantage to them, isn't it? Um because you know the, the bodies are going to be are going to be sore. You know, a number of players aren't going to be able to participate in training, but I think, you know, we, I mean, we definitely knew we were in a game today. I know the the Fiji game was physical, wasn't it for the, mm. for, for the Australians? But the intensity, I think, was different in that game. It was uh, it was it was much faster pace, wasn't it? Yeah, it for was. Australia. So
1: and it, it was no shortage of physicality either. You know, like we said, uh, <laughs> Reese Hodge on the wing got bounced a number of times and. There was some, there were some big hits going in there alongside some of the Silky Skills.
0: Yeah, there was. So hopefully it'll be, you know, it'll, it'll level out, <clears throat> you know, level out a little, but I think it's, it's slightly, there's it still slightly favour
1: Australia, really. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Talk, talking to Silky Skills, while I, uh, while I remember, something I particularly enjoyed was that little, uh, that little pass out the back from Liam Williams in the second half. Yeah, yeah. Lovely, <laughs> isn't it? I think he's really really yeah. crucial you know to to Wales chances on Sunday because he is he, I think he's a world class player he's right up there with the best 15s in the world and if we get an opportunity you know whether that's him breaking from deep or he comes into the line we need you know we need him there to to take those to take those chances or produce a little bit of magic because he is you know he is that real sprinkling of class him along yeah, he with is. along with John Davis, I think, are the, the two world class attacking threats in that in that back line. You know, we know what North's capable of and and Adams is a you know is a a very a very capable player and, and vastly improved. But I think in terms of being, you know, absolute top drawer, it's it's about John Davis and and Liam Williams for me and making
0: that real difference in the back line. Yeah, you think of how, you know, We'd not be feeling very. We'd not be feeling anywhere near as confident, would we? If um, you know, if Liam Williams picked up a picked up an injury now, so yeah, he's critically important, isn't he? And um, yeah, we just want to, want him to keep doing what he's doing. We do indeed, right, Dan? You're saying Wales win. I'm going with the
1: Wales win. Come on, you with me? If I say if I say Wales lose, not back gonna like, us. Is that going to tempt fate? And well, you know, I'm always more pessimistic around these things. No, I'm going. Wales win. I yes. think we're going to sneak it. I, I think that what we both have in common is, is we think there's more from Wales. You think there's going to be some barbarian-style back moves. I there's just going think to be this, something incredible, some cryptic, something that is going to be, yeah, is going to blow the minds of everyone. I think there's just um, going to be a step up in intensity, like we saw in the games against, yeah. against England in the against England, isn't it? That's against England game. in the March. No, no, yeah. no. Forget the summer phony war. The one in March. Uh, the millennium, that was the one that you saw. You know, again, all the all the press were saying, England were going to walk to the Grand Slam, and Wales turned up under the radar and produced a mammoth performance when it mattered against Ireland, likewise. And I think that that's what we're going to need to replicate, and and we know we're capable of it. Gatland has those big performances. The only thing that goes against that is is its Southern Hemisphere opposition, but. I I do think we've got one of these big, big performances in us and I really hope it is Sunday that it comes out.
0: That's got me, yeah, that's got me going for it now.
1: Yes, indeed. And of course, we'll be back to bring you uh, plenty of review from that game. And uh, who knows, we might even get another another bonus podcast out in the middle of this week just because we're so... Giddy with excitement about Rugby World Cup, but uh, in the meantime, if you uh, haven't caught our uh, our interview with Sam Warburton or our interview with that uh, sorry our podcast that we did with Craig as a review to the weekends, then go back, catch up on it. All of that stuff is still relevant. So there's loads of stuff coming from us that you can go back and listen to to keep you in the mood ahead of that game on Sunday. Quick word for our sponsors before we finish: our good pals at So Coffee Trades. Make sure you get your hands on some great coffee to keep you awake, help you with the early mornings. And you can do that by going to SoCoffeeTrades.co.uk. Thanks very much for listening. Thanks for joining us, Dan. And we'll be back to talk rugby with you very, very soon. Podcast Network.